Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and today we are going to be previewing the Ladies Football County Final which takes place in Avoncard Park, Sean McDiarmada at 3pm this Sunday afternoon. In the final is last year's champions going for three in a row, St Joseph's and they face for the second time in succession a Glencar Manor side who are chomping at the bit to win their first senior championship. It is, of course, the sports preview show. We will be looking at other sports, but for the most part, we will be focusing on the ladies' final. And I'm joined now by two members of the the squad and the management team of St. Joseph's. So I'd like to welcome Claire Owens and Brian Mulvey to the show. Welcome to the show, folks. Thanks, Brian. Thanks very much, Brian. It's an exciting week. It's built up to a potential three in a row for yourselves in the club. How exciting is it for you? Uh, very exciting. Um, the three in a row element isn't really a factor. Um, I've played in, I think, nine finals in the last ten years, and I certainly don't have nine championship medals in my back pocket. So, it's for me personally, it's not really something I'm thinking about. I'm focusing on the fact that we've a match on Sunday, and like the three in a row is purely hypothetical, and it's not really anything that we're we're discussing or thinking about as a as a camp. Um, as well as that, I suppose a lot of the girls are of an age that it's you know they're. They're not even thinking about that because they were so young three years ago or however many years ago. Older girls like myself, it's not really a consideration. Younger girls, it's not really a consideration. So we're kind of just focusing on the fact that we've matched on Sunday. So it doesn't really matter at all? It's not that it doesn't matter, but until Sunday evening, as I said, it's hypothetical and it's not something that, you know, going in as county champions means so little um, that it's it's just it's, it's another match. Which, as I say, three in a row might be factual at the end of it, but right now it's hypothetical. Brian, your take on on how the the history that weighs down on you ahead of Sunday's game? Um, much the same as Claire. There, there's not a whole lot of history weighing on any of us, to be honest, because, uh, like Claire says, it hasn't happened. It, there's a like, you know, there's a possibility that it won't happen. So we're not going to get wrapped up in anything like that. I mean, numbers are are irrelevant to us, really. Um, there's a lot of amalgamated teams in this division. There's a small division. There's a lot of good quality games. You could easily lose a game on your way to a championship. So we don't take anything for granted. And to be honest, the numbers don't matter to us. In terms of the route to the championship, you've played possibly the three other best teams in the county at, at the moment. From here, I think it's fair to say we're off the pace this year at senior grade. But the other five teams all were very competitive when it came to games against each other. You came out of the group, you topped the group with Kiltobert and St. Francis. How did those two sides impress you? Because Kiltobert have been the team to beat in ladies football over the last probably seven or eight years on, on balance. Definitely. Well, I mean, we saw the day of the league final, what Kiltobert can do. Um, so the day we played them in championship, I suppose, we just wanted to redeem ourselves, really. Um, weren't so much focused on the result. We really just wanted to be able to say that we stuck with Kiltober for 60 minutes and if that meant we won, great. And if that meant we could walk off the pitch proud of what we'd done compared to the league final, great. So that day was definitely was a big day for us, as I said, because the league final was you know, a very disappointing game overall for us you know, as players. So that day was just it was great to get the win against them and, and to get a performance. Yeah, then St. Francis. I mean, St. Francis are an up-and-coming team. Um, they have a lot of youth on their side and... I definitely think in the next few years that they'll be contenders for a senior championship because they kind of they have everything there that is needed and very soon that's going to come together and kind of click for them, I think. Brian, your own take on the season so far? How has it gone for you? 
Yeah, um, it's gone pretty well when you look at the results. In fairness, um, things have, have gone well for us in the championship. Uh, league, as Claire says, wasn't such a, a straightforward affair. Um, we were very poor against Kiltober in the first round and very poor again, to be honest, in the league final, so we couldn't get up to the pace at all. Um, we've we've uh, started to come together a little bit better in the last few weeks, definitely. Uh, the St. Francis game, as Claire was saying, was a very physical encounter. And I think that was a really good game for us to get with, with relatively new opposition as well, because we've always been playing Kilturbrid and Manor Hamilton and Drumahair and so on, and Ahawillan as well. But to to have a fresh face coming up there, Nukdra as well, it's it's great. It drives everybody else on really. The semi final ended up probably not being as tight as Nukdra would have liked it to have been in the end. It was a fairly comfortable victory ahead of a final. Will that? Or is that a worry for yourselves, maybe that you might not have got the test in the semi-final that Glencar Manor came through in that really, really tight physical game against Kiltobert? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it, it could be a worry, surely. Um, I was at the game in Clune with Kiltobert and Manor Hamilton, and to be honest, that was that was a super game of football. I mean, two teams going hammer and tongs. I think there was only a point in it at the end. Uh, and it, plus it swung both ways, you know, over and back, so it was a really good, tight encounter. Our game... Um, while the scoreline mightn't look like it was that competitive, we found it very competitive on the field and it was very, very physical as well. The first half was really tight. I know we got a really good start, but we were we were men contest every single ball all the way. So yeah, maybe we didn't perform to what we could have in the game in the second half, especially we were, I didn't think we were great. But look at you take it as it is. It's it was a semi final and we got through it, which I suppose is at the end of the day is, is what we were looking at. From a player's point of view, Claire, how did you find the semi-final to play in? Yeah, similar to what Brian said, like I think at half time it probably felt like a maybe two or three point game, and I know that wasn't the case, but definitely as a player it felt like that. They, you know, hit us hard from the first whistle and you know, I think we got a goal, then they went straight back down and got one as well. So it definitely didn't feel as comfortable as it looked on the scoreboard. Um and again, same as St. Francis, Ultra are, are a team that if they kind of if they stick together and again they have youth on their side, they they will contend at senior level. Like they've stayed up this year, which I know was one of their goals. And Sarah McLaughlin was speaking on your podcast about that. That that was their main goal this year. So they've done that and they'll push on again next year. And just like Brian said, it definitely wasn't nearly as comfortable a match to play as it looked. But that's final whistle scoreline wise. Good to hear you listen to the podcast as well. I like it. In terms of the final, you face a Manor Hamilton team that you've played before at this stage last year. That team, it was a fairly comfortable win last year in last year's final in terms of the scoreboard at least. Uh, I think it was seven or eight points to spare at the end. How do you feel going into this year's game? Those Manor girls are that year older, that year more experienced, that year stronger. They have that experience of losing last year and won't want that to repeat this year. Definitely, like Manor Hamilton are going to feel like they owe us one naturally enough. So um, it's they're sort of an unknown quantity, really, for me personally. I, I was at that Kiltobert Manor Hamilton match, but um, other than that, I probably haven't watched them play a lot. I've played against them, but I haven't watched them play. Just like Brian said earlier, I was very, very impressed with their tenacious in, in defence. Their attacking play is just at a ferocious speed. Uh, everything they do is at one hundred miles an hour. So. They're definitely um, a force to be reckoned with. In terms of comparing it to last year's final, I, that was a very, very kind of hectic, helter-skelter game. I don't remember the details of it a whole lot. Um, 
it was just played at such an intensity that it was just kind of ball after ball after ball, final whistle went. So in terms of how that game went or, or how it was played or the final score, I, I honestly don't remember much about it. But um, like I said, definitely Manorhampton are going to feel like they always won and, and, and rightly so. So it should be one hell of a match. Brian, Claire mentioned the speed of the Glencar Manor forwards and they've got a, a little girl to have fairly high profile between their exploits in the Leitrim jersey but also with maybe Sligo Rovers or Galway women's rugby or on the boxing at the Junior Olympics last year or even kind of rugby. They've got players, dual stars in, in a couple of different sports. How are you going to deal with those players and what they bring in terms of their speed and their, their work rate? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a consideration. I mean, uh, all the sports you've listed out there, there's a lot of girls there with experience at international level in all those sports, and that has to stand to them. Um, it's a really good sign for their club, like that that there's so many athletes coming at different disciplines and and excelling at them. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have to stick tight for for sixty minutes because, uh, like you like you mentioned there, there's there's serious speed in that team, and uh, if we doze off for any length of time, we're we're toast. So. We have to be really on our game to hang on to them. What's your expectations going into the the final? Anything less than a win is disappointment, I presume? Well, I think as footballers, every day you go out, you want to win. You, you never take to the pitch thinking, you know, ah, grand, if we lose, I'm okay with that. But again, you know, something Brian would focus on a lot with us is a performance and putting in a performance. And same as myself, actually, over the years, if we can go out and perform as a team and win, then obviously that's kind of what you want. But, you know, we'll take to the pitch on Sunday. We're doing what we love. We're very, very lucky to be still out training this time of the year to be preparing for another final. So that in itself is very enjoyable. Um, And like I said, hopefully we'll take to the pitch on Sunday and just do ourselves justice. If that means we win the match, brilliant. If that means we do ourselves justice and we don't end up on the right end of the result, you know, that's football, that's sport. Your minor side, St. Phelan's amalgamation with Ballinamore, won the under-18 competition last weekend do you as a senior player in that team take any inspiration from those youngsters coming through or will their kind of feel good factor from that roll into next week oh definitely well I mean I have learned so much from the underage girls this year and we've a lot of very very young players playing like they've been playing for the last 15-20 years so I've learned a lot from the younger girls this year I've really really enjoyed getting to know all the younger girls and just seeing how they play with such abandon you know you, you probably lose a bit of that the older you get and the more you kind of think about the game they go out they love what they do they play like it's their last game and yeah I've learned a lot from them and I hope maybe that they've learned a little bit from the senior players as well and they're, they're a great bunch of girls like they, they come they work hard and as I said they enjoy it which is just lovely to see While we have you Claire you're captain of the Leitrim ladies team this year it ended quite pleasantly at the end of the season given the way we kind of expected it to go which was probably not to have the best of years and yet you've survived in the intermediate grade and you get to go again next year at that level how are you feeling about the whole county team situation at the moment well I am not very up to speed on what exactly is happening at the minute but I do know that there's um has been quite a bit of interest in the position of manager and that interviews will be taking place for that so hopefully we get a structure in place before the end of this calendar year kind of maybe November early December time I think it's brilliant that we stayed up intermediate you know there's a lot of talk at the time of oh it would have been better if we'd went down junior it would have been this it would have been that you saw on Sunday in Croke Park that the by far the most competitive match was the intermediate final 
you can say, well, you know, senior this, junior that, but the most competitive match on the day was intermediate, and it always has been a very, very competitive grade. And number one, I think we're well able to play in it, and number two, I think it's where we need to be playing our football. So I'm delighted that we're still intermediate, and if we can get a, a setup in place and, and hit the road early next year, we'll definitely be able to compete at that level. Brian, a lot of teams doing uh, successive championship wins over the last couple of weeks. The Dubs did it for the men with five in a row. The Dubs ladies did it last week with three in a row. Will St. Joseph's be celebrating three in a row on Sunday then? Uh, that's nice to you, Fort Not to put you under any pressure at all. <laughs> no, not at all. The Dubs have written themselves into history, but look at, uh, I think from our point of view, like Claire says, if we go out and play well, play, give a good performance, give a good account of ourselves, not walk off the field thinking, well, what if, and maybe if we only just did this or did that. If we can do that, we'll be 100% happy with that. I know it's a bit of a cliche, and people, people, you know, managers in particular, throw that out. But really what we're looking to do is for the girls to enjoy themselves and play a bit of football. Um, myself and the rest of the lads that are, that are over the team, I mean, every day we go out, we're just, we just want to see them play well, enjoy themselves. And they usually do that. Um, and we're very proud of what they've been doing so far. So I think, yeah, it should be a good game, anyway. Well, listen, to both of you, the very best of luck on Sunday. It's always a good day out, and hopefully uh, it goes somebody's way this weekend. I better not take sides, or I'll be absolutely lynched by one half of the county. <laughs> uh, but listen, it's at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Avoncard Park, Sean McDermott, and really all I can say is it's going to be an absolute cracker, two of the best sides in the county this year. And it'll be interesting to see how North versus South does uh, on sa- Sunday afternoon. The very best of luck to both of you, to Claire and Brian. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks very much, Bethany. Now, Glen Carmanor, of course, joint managers in the shape of PC and John Sheridan. John, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bethany. Thank you. You're representing the two of you. I'm rep- yeah, I'm sort of the, like, a, we're not a trinity, we're just a divine duo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you better introduce PC because locals in Manor Hamilton will know who you're yeah. speaking about, but. PC is? Uh, Parry Corrigan, uh, and of course aptly PC because he's a guard, a local guard man Hamilton, and he's been a stalwart for the club. He's currently the club treasurer, and he likes to tell us how he played minor and underage football for Cavan and what a great footballer he was. So uh, it's a good job he's a man Hamilton, we can't check that out, you know. Let's talk about the game on Sunday from yes. your point of view. Obviously it's your first season in charge. Yes. Big shoes to fill, having the, reached the county final last year for the first time, and... Yeah. The lad stepped away, and you've stepped into the breach. You're back where they left off, basically. Well, yeah, and it's a, can we can we go one step further? I suppose you know um, we took over from the lads last year. They did a fantastic job. They won the league last year, actually. Manorhampton did, uh, and just came short in the final, and there was nothing in it in the end. But uh, uh, I'm not going to bore you with cliches and and uh, talk that you don't want to hear. Basically, this game on Sunday is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a battle royal. We see it that if we're in it in the last 10 minutes, we'll be very happy. We'll know it, we'll see what happens then. Listen, St. Joseph's are red-hot favourites. They're one or two years in a row. They beat us last year. They beat us in the league this year. I've been at their last two games. I'm sure you have too, Brefany. They're playing fantastic stuff. They look like champions. And it's going to take a huge effort from us to win the game. We've been talking to a lot of your players through mm-hmm. the, the whole league campaign and, yes. and the championship campaign since the show started back in July. And you have a huge number of girls who are really clicking on this season. The major problem is that the spine of your team are all playing other sports. That must bring its own challenges. The likes of Murren Devaney, for example, they're just back from Lithuania after three tough games. How do you cope with the likes of herself, Alva Clancy's with Galway women, Hannah Johnson's with the Connacht 
under 18, under 19 rugby teams. Derval Rooney is boxing. How do you manage that within a, a small well, team environment? What we've done, uh, Breffney, is that we've tried to be, myself and PC as a management team, have asked no girl not to participate in any other sport. We've asked them to... We've, we've came with a very relaxed approach as in... Uh, they can play their other sports. We ask them, we give them the dates that we need them for, and we ask them to come to every training and give every single effort. But go on their weekends away, go to their electric picnics, go to their holidays, take their holidays. Every team, you know, the, this, this football should be a release valve. It shouldn't be pressure, pressure, pressure. We, management shouldn't be going around telling girls, you have to play Gaelic football or you should give up this, you should give up that. It's the enjoyment of it. And in fairness, we've brought that on and we could see how they're enjoying it. Every training session has been a dream and they've been great. And we don't, we don't want, and it's the same as final day. We don't want the pressure on them. It should be a day to enjoy. It should be a day for them to experience and bring their, their, their talents through. And they're a very talented bunch of girls. Listen, they're fantastic girls, but we made it from playing from the start. It's a squad we have. We could pick out individuals, Breffany, but we're not going to do that. It's a squad that's going to win this game. Erin Devaney is going to win the game. Leah Fox is going to win the game. Darvaroon is not going to win the game. It's going to take 20 girls to win that game against St. Joseph's. And it's going to take a huge effort. But we could sit here all evening long and talk about Erin Devaney and Dervla and Leah. We could speak, or Alvin Glancy, we could, but we're just not going to do that because that's not what they'd like to do. They're good team people, and I know the Devaneys and all the people involved... They're great people, but they wouldn't want it to be all about Mern or all about any individual player. As far as we're concerned, we're a squad, and every one of them girls means as much to me in PC as the next. I don't think I was going to go down that direction, to be honest, because obviously I know some of these girls from being involved in, mm. in various teams along the way. It's very much a squad. I mm. know you've had girls in with the county team this year mm. as well, and there's a lot of players coming up that maybe aren't on the radar that have had huge impacts on this year's championship. Without a doubt, and you know, there's unsung heroes in every team, and there's unsung, there's girls putting in massive efforts for us. I think I've seen you at the Kilturbet game, some girls put in some serious efforts, our wing backs, our, our, our back line in general. We played the second half with 14 girls on two occasions. We had two girls, Sinbind. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, Refn, you're right, it's gonna take unsung heroes again on Sunday to win it, you know? In terms of that Kiltubbard game, because that's the most recent outing yes. you've had as a team, Kiltubbard probably would have been the favourites going into the game, yeah. purely on history over the last six or seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. It did come down to the wire. One point was all that separated you in the end. You got a great start, but what was going through your mind when Kiltubbard got those two quick-fire goals and, and clawed back into the game? Well, <laughs> it's like when it happens, you, your, your heart falls out from under you. You know, you think we're, we're going well here. The next thing in ladies football, uh, that, that can happen. They hit us with two sucker, sucker goals. I think we showed great character. I think the first half in that game was an absolutely fantastic game of football. It was tit for tat. Everyone in the crowd, everyone after said it was a fantastic game. Of course, your heart sinks, but we knew we knew we were tough. We knew, we knew we'd hang on in there. And, and we, you know, as a management, we were, we're telling our girls that, listen, if Anya Tai gets two goals, if she gets six goals, we have to go up and get seven. Michelle Heslin next Sunday could turn around and get five goals on us. That's no problem, as long as we get six. And, and that's the way we've been approaching it. And again, it's not putting the defenders or our goalkeeper or anyone under pressure. It's that as a team, we can live through that. Because that's what's going to happen. Breffney, you've seen enough football in your day. Every team has their 10 or 15 minutes. It's how you weather that storm. And that's what we're trying to drive through to our girls. Yes, St. Joseph's are going to have a spell where they're going to have us under the cosh. But it's when we have our spell that we score more. 
when we compare the two squads, your squad and St. Joseph's squad, St. Joseph seemed to be more around the same age group. They all seemed to be kind of late teens, early 20s to mid 20s as the, at the older end with, the, say, the Heslins or mm. um, Claire Owens or those type of players. When we bring it back to your team, you've got girls 15, 16, but you've also got girls probably with children and well into their late 20s <laughs> or early 30s. I'm not going to name names here, but we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. How hard is it to prepare a team when you've got a girl maybe who could be, well, she could be old enough to be another player's mother effectively in the team? How does that well, work? I tell you, Breffney, it's it works. It works very simple because them girls, them ladies you're talking about, they are training just as hard as the young girls and they're training harder. And one of them came up to us after training like, what can I do better? The girl played county football, but she came up to us after training like, what can I do better? She's more, she knows more about football than I know myself. So, I mean, to say, we've got a great mixture of youth and experience and, like, youth doesn't win. Like, look at the All-Ireland. Kerry had a young, young team. But Dublin had experience. They were going for the five in a row. St. Joseph's are going for three in a row. St. Joseph's had experience, which is going to take us, again, it's going to put us in a... Uh, them and the favourites they're, they're, they've that to win the three in a row they have that experience and we're young and exuberant and with a mixture of maturity hopefully we'll see it out How do you think Sunday's going to go? I said to you earlier briefly a dogfight and we just hope we're in it in the last ten minutes we hope listen we're going to need three things uh, briefly we're going to need every single one of our squad to play out of their skin to play the best game of football they've ever played secondly we're going to have to be hungrier and want it more than St. Joseph's and thirdly, that thing that you can't buy, Breffney, a little bit of luck. And if that ball hits the bar and goes over and doesn't come out, if that ball hits the post, goes into the back of the net, doesn't come out, then we might win the game. At the right end. At the right end. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, John, I wish you the very best of luck Thanks on much, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and we will be there. We'll be covering the game. And we might be catching up with That's okay, you Breffney, or yeah. other members of the, the That's squad fine. That's fine, Breffney, at the That's end fine, yeah. of the day. Okay, Breffney, thanks very much. Thank you. Now, one person who has been enjoying the foreign life over the last couple of weeks is Mana Hamilton's Murren Devani. She joins me now. Murren, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Murren, now you've been away in Lithuania for most of the last two weeks with the Irish under-17 girls soccer team. And it was a hell of a trip. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. I nearly go say we had the time of our lives over there. Um, it was brilliant. I, it couldn't have went any better for us. No stranger to foreign trips with Ireland, but normally up to now it's been Belgium or England or Wales or close kind of Western Europe opposition with the 15s and the 16s. But this was your first competitive trip. It's the first UEFA competition and you really didn't disappoint. Three games, I I think if I'm right in saying 20 goals scored and none conceded, that's one hell of a record. And most Irish teams would kill for a record like that. Yeah, it was was brilliant. We went out on the... First day, I think uh, the we had our first match on the was it the Sunday or the Monday, and um, we beat Albania ten nil. We we did kind of expect to beat them, but probably not by that much. The seventeens last year bet them fourteen nil, so they came on a lot though. We were they put really they did kind of put it up to us, but I think we were just a nice bit better on the day. All the same. Yeah. And then the second game, you opened the scoring after what? Less than a minute. Oh no, it was a bit, it was a bit flicky, but like a goal's a goal, I guess. You um, would say that you yeah. went on to beat Lithuania, the host country, by six goals nil on the day, though. 
Yeah, it, it was really good. I, everybody put in a great shift. Um, Lithuania weren't a bad team either. I would have said they defended well, but look, we have great forwards and our wingers are just unbelievable. I, I think you'd want to be very good to stop them. So they put on a good show on the day. And then, of course, in the, the winner-take-all, not that it mattered because both teams were already through to the, the next stage, the elite qualifying stage. Yourself and Greece met on Monday. You won 4-0. So you topped the group without really being challenged. Yeah, we had our last game on the Monday and we were flying home on the Tuesday, so probably it was a bit expected that we were all just dying to get home. But nevertheless, we were we were eager to top the group and go home with three, three wins from three. Tell us a little bit about what's involved in representing Ireland, the logistics of it behind the scenes, because you spent 11 days in Lithuania, as you said, but how much of the country do you actually get to see, or is it just training pitches, meals, meetings, games? Literally, what you just said there is matches, training, meals, and the hotel room. Yeah, I think for the whole 11 days, I think we spent two hours in a shopping centre, and then the rest was all working hard on and off the pitch. We we meet a lot, we go through tactics and how to improve and what we could have done better maybe twice a day. And we train once a day, and when we don't have a match, we. So yeah, it is like sometimes it can be boring, but when you love it, like it's it's brilliant. Like you just. Now you, of course, would have known a lot of the girls from previous squads. I know your teammate from Sligo Rovers, Kato Dowd, was in the the squad as well. She scored on the on the last game against Greece. But in terms of the social side of it, how much are you there to do a job or? Are you there kind of, do you get to know the girls really well over the course of the 11-day the trips? Yeah, um, so I think for the last three years, I've been with most of them. It, it doesn't, each year, it doesn't really change overly much. It's, it, it's normally the same girls you're with. Sometimes maybe four and five players vary like in and out. But no, it's be, it's been kind of the same team for the last few years now. And we've really bonded so well and we we get on so well like it. We're all the best of friends. Excellent. Now, I suppose moving Matt to Matters a little bit closer to home over the next couple of days, you do have the small matter of the Senior County Final on Sunday. You've been away for most of the last two weeks. How does that affect your preparation, both in terms of the team and in your own head, towards the game on Sunday? Yeah, look, I, I don't think it affects anything at all. Like The team has trained away without me. We've been in contact all the time. Like, we are absolutely raring to go. Uh, our managers will leave no sto- stone unturned. We cannot wait to get at St. Joseph's. I think we we owe them a good battle from last year and hopefully that's exactly what we're going to give them. Now, talking about good battles, the semi-final against Kiltubbard was end-to-end, hard hits, some fantastic runs and amazing scores, both goals and, and points from distance. What did you take out of that game yourself on a personal level? Um, yeah, I, I still think there was a lot to improve on. I think uh, us as forwards, we we could have probably done a bit better coming towards the end. We were hanging on by the the tail, but look, at a win's a win. And I think, in all fairness, everybody put in a, an absolute great display. And I think uh, Aoife G and Karen marked on your tie like never before. I don't think anybody has ever done as good a job on her. And I think it all kind of came down to if we were able to keep on your tie on under control, I think we were we were gonna do it and I think that's what we did. So 
So if that was the game plan in the semi-final, what's the plan for the final, or can you tell us? Look, I suppose we're we're going to go out there and we're going to... I think I think we've improved a lot since last year. We're, we're not as nice as we were, and we're surely going to show that on Sunday. So hopefully we'll come back down the road on Sunday evening with a, our first ever county title. Yeah, that is fighting talk, and I suppose St. Joseph's will be out to put an end to that hope and to secure their third in a row. Mern Durrani... Congratulations on a phenomenal international break and an international appearances over that break. You played obviously in all three games and played a huge role in that. And the very, very best of luck. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's not all just about the ladies this weekend. There is some action in the men's football championships at junior level. And the semi finals of both the junior A and the junior B championships take place on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. In Drumshambo from 4pm on Saturday evening there are a double header of semi-finals. First up is the Vistamed Junior A semi-final between Glencar Manor and Gortletra and that throws in at 4pm while the Junior B semi-final takes place immediately afterwards between Sean Heslins and Fina St. Callians in Drumshambo also in Shane McGettigan Park at 5.30. On Sunday in the same competitions in the Vistamed Junior A semi-final, Anaduff face Ahawillan at 1.30. That game takes place in Leitrim Village, while Glencar Manor versus St Mary's Kiltard in the Junior B Football Championship semi-final will take place immediately before that game at 12. So there's no excuse for missing the ladies' game on Sunday afternoon. There is also some underage interest going on this weekend. The Under-15 Championship in all three divisions, 1, 2 and 3, throws in this weekend with the first round of games. All of those fixtures are on the Leitrim GAA website if you want to find out who your side is playing this weekend. Casting our eye forward a week, the senior semi-finals and intermediate semi-finals take place on Saturday and Sunday week. With Glencar Manor and Melvin Gales doing battle on Saturday evening at 5pm in Carrick and Shannon, while on Sunday at 4pm... Sean O'Heslins will play Mohol. One of each of those semi-finalists will reach the final, which will be played on the 13th of October. And of course, in the same way as we did a preview show today on the ladies' final, we will be doing a full live special edition of the show, recorded in a live environment in the Glen Centre in Manor Hamilton on Tuesday the 8th of October. We would love to have you with us on the night. Tickets are just €10 with the full ticket price going as a charitable donation to North West Stop, who do so much good work for people who are struggling with mental health and in the area of suicide prevention in the county. It is, of course, falling in the middle of World Mental Health Week, hence the reason for that connection. We'd love to have you with us. Tickets are available now at www.theglencentre.com. Get your tickets, don't be disappointed because this event will sell out and we don't want anyone to miss out who really, really wants to be there. In soccer, we first take a look at the SSE Electricity League where tonight UCD are the hosts for Sligo Rovers as they prepare for their FAI Cup semi-final in a couple of weeks' time. Well, tomorrow night, Saturday, in the last game of the first division of the SSE Electricity League, Longford Town faced the long trip to Cove Ramblers. Longford, of course, are secure in their playoff position, and the most likely outcome from this weekend's games is a home second-leg game 
against Cabin Teeley in the playoffs. So Cabin Teeley will host that first game next week with the second leg of that playoff back in the City Calling Stadium in Longford in two weeks' time. In terms of the Sligo Leitrim League, neither of the adult teams in action this week with Carrick Town and Manor Rangers both having an off weekend. In underage soccer, also in the Sligo Leitrim Youths League, we start with the Connacht Cup under-14s, where Carrick Town visit Gertie and Celtic at 11am, while Manor Rangers also play Gertie and Celtic, that game at 330 in Manor Hamilton. Obviously two teams there from Gertie in that competition. In the under-16 grade, still in the Connacht Cup, Carrick Town play Ben Bulban from Sligo at 4pm in the showgrounds on the Boyle Road in Carrick and Shannon. Under-14 girls sees Carrick Town play Merville United in Sligo in the Sligo IT AstroTurf at 1.30. While in the Connacht Cup under-12 division, Manor Rangers play Kilglass in a scrown at 2pm, while Carrick Town have an unenviable task of playing Strand Celtic also at 2pm. One fixture on Sunday, it's in the under-14 SFAI Skechers Cup and Carrick Town's reward for their victory in Galway last week is to play Ballymahan of Longford. That game at 12 away in Longford. And finally, one game to be played in the middle of next week sees Manor Rangers and Real Tubber do battle at 7pm on Wednesday. And that, folks, is it for this week. It's a bit of a different show. We did focus primarily on the one match. We just feel that the girls deserve as much of a push as we will be giving the men's final in just two and a half weeks time it's amazing to think the season has come down to the last three games with the semi-finals in two weeks and the final on the 13th of october so here hope here's hoping that the girls start the ball rolling with an excellent county final on sunday and all i can say is if your daughter is any way into sport at all or even if it's just yourself and the boys come along and support the girls they deserve as much support as we give to the boys playing the exact same sport so sunday afternoon at 3 p.m in park sean mcdermott it promises to be not just a great game of football it promises to be not just a great game of football but a really nice family day out as well i'm back tomorrow with a current affair and of course i'll be back on monday with a review of the entire weekend's sporting action which will again be focusing heavily on the women's final but we'll also be looking at the other semi-finals to be played at junior level across the county talk to you then